Look, Bumble knows you're exhausted by dating. All the, must not take yourself too seriously, and 6-1 since that matters, and what do I even say other than, hey? <sighs> well, that's why they're introducing an all-new Bumble. With exciting features to make compatibility easier, starting the chat better, and dating safer. They've changed, so you don't have to. Download the new Bumble now. This episode is brought to you by Snapple. Want to know another Snapple fact? The first hot air balloon passengers were a sheep, a duck, and a rooster. Ridiculous. Check out Snapple.com to find ridiculously flavored Snapple near you. Talking politics. Yes. <laughs> Remember that's what you said yesterday. You're like, I but can't yeah. wait to talk about politics tomorrow. <laughs> uh, the last thing I ever want to talk about on this po- politics and <laughs> this podcast, podcast is politics. But I will talk about the politician season two. Hey everybody, this is my favorite episode. Oh my god, you crushed that. Flawless. I love it. Yeah. So yeah, that's what we're going to talk about. We're here. We're back another week. We don't have a guest, but we have cake. We really? have cake. We have cake. We have cake. We are <laughs> We are um flying high off of good vibes. Yesterday was Julie's bridal shower. We got Ooh. to hang out. She looked beautiful. Oh god. We should post a picture me. on on our um We did Instagram. get a picture together. We did couple for our fans. <laughs> I, I remember your sister taking it on portrait mode and the way she was taking it was like this like and if you, no one can see me but it's just sideways like, like diagonal. diagonal and i was like oh maybe that's just how you have to take portrait mode and then the picture is indeed diagonal yeah i was like oh okay that was just an artistic choice then. i can't tell if she was like trying to help us out <laughs> this is a better angle yeah uh- <laughs> Just put your entire hand in front of it. Don't even get a picture of us. So, yeah, we'll definitely post that because we know everyone wants to see. <laughs> exactly. Wait, Matt, you're mic'd up, right? Yeah, I'm here Okay, too. Matt's here too. He was not at the bridal shower. Yeah. He but he's on that. the episode. He's always joining our girl dates. Like, <laughs> talk about a third wheel. I'm sorry. <laughs> Just kidding. So, we are talking about the politician today. I... Love any conversation about Ben Platt because I have a crush on Ben Platt. Oh, me too. Love him. So insane. So I love Dear Evan Hansen, right? And Ben is the OG Evan Hansen. And I didn't realize that Laura Dreyfus, who is McAfee on the show, is Zoe. Like, I didn't realize that until prior to season two. So McAfee is is the love interest of Ben's fly character in... Dear Evan Hansen. Oh, okay. So that's amazing. Like, they literally got to be the stars of Dear Evan Hansen for years, and then they just pick up this Ryan Murphy, like, killer Netflix show. It's awesome. And she's my favorite character on the show, I think, McAfee. When you said Zoe at first, I thought you meant from Zoe. Zoe No. (laughs) Zoe's extraordinary. Yeah, so I'm like... Oh, sorry. I'm like, wait, what? (laughs) No. No, no, no. Okay, yeah. But McAfee, one of his, like, campaign people. Yeah. Which kind of sucks that she doesn't, like, we do get occasionally Ben Platt singing in this show, but, like, McAfee can belt it. Oh, yeah. Like, put McAfee in front of a microphone for yeah. an episode. I never saw, like, or heard the music. Well, that's Peter exactly why, I mean, it's just, I've followed Ben Platt on Instagram for a really long time, but I guess I never clocked Laura Dreyfus, but I've listened to the music of Dear Evan Hansen, but I've never seen it, so I wouldn't have even known it was her until, I don't know, I don't even know how I realized it, but I was like, like whoa <laughs> that's fucking awesome I mean, songs in dear evan hansen like will just shatter your heart julie you've got to yeah. you've got to listen well you to guys them. sang to me the one day yeah oh yeah yeah well you watched we all watched the politician last year right yeah. or no julie did you watch it recently the season one politician i mean i watched that i want to say like at the end of 2019 yeah i think we're like she, late january of we, 2020 we talked about it on the best of 2019 yeah. tv uh-huh. and then i think she watched it right after that i'm yeah. surprised it came out 
early September of 2019 and we already get a season two. That's a quick turnaround. But they were both like seven episode seasons. So I wonder if this was shot as one mega season and, and then split in into two. I would be really surprised if they did that. That why that sounds crazy to me. Also, something I didn't remember in prep for this episode, I watched the finale of season one, and I forgot that it, that entire finale is a time jump, not just midway through or three quarters through the episode is a time jump. It's time fully jump. you get uh, like it looks like a different show with Bette Midler. And I, I, it's awesome. I forgot. I totally forgot. Which is the other reason why I wonder if it was all shot at once because like that's pretty wild to do one season of a show and be like, well, for the final episode, we're just going to cast Bed Midler right. for this character that may pop up if we get renewed. Like, Yeah. Maybe. I don't know, but I wanted to, me and Matt talked about it briefly before, but this season got trashed. Like, the reviews are bad. Really? Yeah, which is stupid because I loved it. Yeah, I thought it was really good. I actually, another person from the show that I love is Lucy Boynton. Is that her last name? Boy- Boynton? The girl that plays... Astrid? Um, yeah. Yeah. So she also played Mary in Bohemian Rhapsody. Yes. And she dates Rami Malek in real life. Got it. I and knew I recognized I... her from something else. <laughs> Matt. Rami no. Malek? Ugh. Stop. I fucking loved Bohemian Rhapsody. Okay, but he's I mean, weird. I, I know. I've watched so many interviews with him because I loved him. At, a lot of people, either you loved him as Freddie Mercury or you hated him. I thought he did an amazing job. Loved it. Big Queen fan over here. Sure. And... Then, like, I was, like, loving him because of that. So I was, like, you know when you get into celebrities who you watch, like, interviews with them, and he's so fucking awkward yeah. that I'm, like, Gah! Are they still dating? I, I mean, they, I don't know. Let me find out. The, Alexa. The, <laughs> my Rami Malek, like, thoughts are, I tried Mr. Robot. I didn't love it. I liked Bohemian Rhapsody. And then there's a video of him with a fan trying to get a picture with him, and he's just, like, no or something insane like that's my thoughts on him so i don't really care but i love her in this show i think she's awesome yeah as of january 2020 they're still dating okay who knows of course i'm just gonna make make it up that yes they're still dating okay so i have faith in them do we want to do it matt why don't you do the (laughs) the quick Uh, recap sure so We're obviously going to dive into spoilers for Politician Season 2. If you haven't watched either season of The Politician, you should maybe take a pause and go watch all of it. You can watch both seasons in about seven hours. And the show's premise is basically just an ambitious kid who wants to be president one day. And the first season follows him when he's running for school president. And the second season follows him running for a Senate seat in New York. And that's all we're going to give you. And the spoilers are going to begin after this point. Can you do that again? I was zoned out. I was eating the cake. No, that's totally fine. Um, I will say before we jump into this, something wild that I heard this morning. I was listening to Fright School, which we've had one of the co-hosts, Joe, on here to talk about Gilmore Girls. Yeah. But his co-host, who will be a future guest on the show, just watched The Politician for the first time, and he described Ben Platt as having a punchable face. And I was like, "Wow, we I disagree said, here. I strongly disagree." I my response was that I think dating sites should remove gay or straight and have Ben Platt as a sexual <laughs> preference. Because <laughs> I know he's perfect. He's yeah. a perfect man. Oh my god! I just want like a side note that in our podcast group chat, I texted that I had a crush on Ben Platt, and Matt told me that he had a better chance than I did. It <laughs> really upset me, dude. I could just listen to him sing. Like, oh, oh my god, is Ben? Is this so? I think everybody's first introduction to Ben Platt was Pitch Perfect. Totally. Yeah. And then and then if it's this, then sure. But this is not what I think of when I think of Ben Platt. It's just something now that he's doing, which is cool, right? So maybe if the politician is your first introduction to Ben Platt, yeah. you don't know how like cool and like just really fucking cool of a human he is, then maybe I don't Follow know. Follow his Instagram. It's um, at Ben Splat, and you won't regret it. Yeah. yeah watch his him. concert video on Netflix right after you finish both seasons of The We stand Ben no matter yeah. what he's doing. I know. Seriously. Uh, but you're right. I just think of Benji. Like, yeah. anytime I think of but Ben I like Blatt, that I think too. of Benji. Yes, especially because we watch Benji just grow in Pitch Perfect. <laughs> like, when he's just when grow. it's like... The ending and like which movie? The first one. Okay. And um I got the magic oh, yes. in me. Why did you not let me finish it? I wanted to do <laughs> a solo and you just jumped ahead. There are no solos on this podcast, you know that. Yeah, it's almost exclusively duets. I've got the magic in me. 
Every time I touch that track, it turns into a bolt. Now everybody knows I've got the magic in me. When I hit the flow, the girls come snapping at me. Now everybody wants some presto magic. Another weird thing that I this made me dive into watching this was I've decided and I've been decidedly unsure about this topic for my whole life and I've decided that I love Gwyneth Paltrow like she is so crazy so I was unsure and I was really debating it and then I listened to a bunch of podcasts she was on and was like she's so chill about how wild she is that I love her she's so good in this season because she's just like completely unhinged but also completely laid back about how unhinged she is it's the yeah. weirdest dynamic yeah. yeah she we get a lot more of her i feel like this season than we did for the first season really because i think she is strictly in this season setting up for next season like she's just a pawn to me i feel like she her scenes are great and i love her and they're funny but besides like maybe the scene of her talking to Peyton about just how he is, which way he's going with his morals and everything. That's a great scene. But everything else, it's just her running for the presidency or whatever it is, and that's going to lead into next season. Yeah, like, I, that's what I meant. Like, she, I just feel like she's more in season two than she was in yeah. season one. It's it's weird because are season... You, are we on the same we're, page? We're not on the same page because I'm thinking she was more relevant in season one to the plot. But I think that that's the thing. The first season was very much about her and Peyton's relationship. And this season actively splits them apart. So the you only get one scene, yeah. really, where they converse. And it's almost like she's... If we're thinking about it in TV show terms, she's a B-plot for the entire season. Right. Versus in the first season, she was just kind of a person that would occasionally give advice to Peyton. Right. Yeah, yeah I mean, I love, <laughs> love their relationship. I love that, like, she's just like, ugh, about the twins, because just like everyone is yeah, just like, ugh, right. about yeah. the twins. I'm very twins. content that there was very little twins oh, this God, season. Oh, God, me too. Because, <laughs> like, season one, all they did was stress me out, like, because I obviously was a rider for Peyton. So, like, I just wanted to see yeah. him succeed, and they just kept getting in the way of it. So, I was glad that they weren't really in there. Well, the scene where the baby picture of him, like cultural appropriation scene, and Andrew comes in and they're like, how'd you find out that it was the twins? He's like, I called them. <laughs> it's so funny that they're just like, yeah, we did. Like, I love that. His character was funny in this, but who I needed more was, I love Infinity. I love Zoe Dutch. I think her last name is pronounced Dutch. I don't know. But I love her. I wish she was in it more than she was. Yeah. Yeah, she was hilarious in season one. Mm-hmm. The whole scene of her like making them agree to like go green, basically, and like yeah. do all those things to sign up. Oh, that was pretty. Fun. I give her props that she does that lisp really well. Like yeah, that's that does. can't be easy. Mm-mm. I like that. Like this show, the show's been very good at you know we joke around that we're talking about politics because we're talking about the politicians, but I like that this show takes shots at like the entire spectrum of politics. Mm-hmm. Like her character plays that person who's so far on the left that they're actually like detrimental to the cause that they're trying to create <laughs> because they have such a high standard. That if you don't hit exactly their level, then you're the enemy to them. And it's like, I love the racial appropriation episode. Like that whole episode, I was dying. When they find the other photo of him, oh. he's like, look, I look good with the headdress yeah. on. I look good in a Speedo. I needed to see the combination. Yeah. <laughs> like, I like how every single thing in the show ends up being some sort of espionage at the end of it. Like, that's the best part. And each character is so wacky in their own way that it all fits together. But going back to the negative reviews, this isn't a show that I'm watching and needed to rock my world in, in like, a plot way. Like, if it, yeah. it does what it's supposed to do. It's this, like, outlandish, over-the-top, colorful, crazy thing that you just watch for fucking, like Matt said, five hours and you just have fun with it. I don't, I was reading these scathing reviews and I'm like, get over it. Yeah, people suck. I know. I love that we found out the background behind him and River. The threesome yeah. scene? Yeah. yeah. I was... Because in... it was pissing me off that we didn't get that in season one. Like, yeah. I was like, what the fuck happened? So we still don't know why he killed himself though, right? 
I mean, no, I think that I don't want to say assumed, but like they basically said like how like loving he was and like wanting to like love everyone and be loved and that he was just like depressed. Right? Yeah, there wasn't enough. He couldn't do enough to love all the people he wanted to love. Right in front of Peyton. Yeah. I, <laughs> I love that Astrid is like trying to basically trap him in this thing. And then it's like she thinks she's got this juicy gossip and it's actually this super sad story yeah. where like nothing really happened and all three of them ended up spending the night crying about a different thing that happened yeah, while that they tried was to do it. A sweet yeah. sad scene. But I like that Peyton was just willing to talk get through like she's is trying to trap him and she's like can you just tell me about it and he just does like you would think that he, she's trying to get something out of i don't know like to me i would think she was double crossing me somehow by being like can you explain that in detail to me but he's <laughs> yeah. just sweet and did it i was like Aw. well the best part is is like that nothing actually happened and she's like me and Peyton had a threesome <laughs> and like it didn't actually happen. Yeah. It introduced the word thruple into my life, which right. is like a word I want to use more. <laughs> Speaking of that, so Gwyneth and Chris Martin, they didn't coin conscious uncoupling, but that is like a term from the 1950s that exists. But when Gwyneth and Chris Martin broke up, they were consciously uncoupling and they brought it to like the forefront and everyone was either making fun of them or choosing to use that phrase and the second episode of this season is called conscious unthruppling which is funny <laughs> oh, i love it funny. yeah it's yeah. really good i was like that's a great play i'm glad i caught that because i don't always if i'm binging it i don't always see what the titles are yeah depending on what it is but speaking of georgina I... she starts dating when they're doing the quick georgina thing she starts dating this woman who can't stop complaining about the season seven Game of Thrones ending, <laughs> which is so funny. Or I guess it's season eight, whatever it is. Yeah. But I have the quote. She's like, I understand that she lost everyone important to her when Sir Jorah and Miss Sandy and the other dragon died. But are they saying that every woman who goes through a hard time goes completely psycho? And then she's just like, you can't stop talking about this. <laughs> I, I replayed it twice because I was like, same. Yeah. I'm still thinking about it. Yeah, that's annoying. I definitely feel like this season made me laugh out loud a lot more than the first season. Oh, my God. It's yeah. good. Another um, person I forgot that they introduced in the finale was Sam. I, think, I want to pronounce his name Jaeger, whatever. He's from Parenthood. He is the guy running for president oh, from yeah. Texas. Yes, yes, yes. Love him. He's so handsome. He yeah. is in Parenthood. He's this sweet, sweet, perfect angel. So seeing him kind of be like a dog Who and is like he in Parenthood. He's Julia's husband. Okay, yeah, that's so, probably why. Because I only watched season like one he's like the perfect parenthood and i thought yeah. he looked familiar but i couldn't figure out why i that's... loved his character in this yeah. he's funny the the scenes of him whispering into his comatose wife's yeah. ear like trying to like egg her on to die is yeah. hysterical yeah. it's so fucking i was funny. actually riding for him and Gr gwyneth patro to work out yeah, like, I, I was like i think i love this couple yeah let's keep it too. going and i like how quickly like as soon as he did that press release or like the, the press conference with the wife comes out like gwyneth paltrow is so quick to just drop him like did there's you, not even a hint did you guys notice who the wife was no i was about to Wait, ask you i this. know who she is from miss congeniality yes uh what's your perfect the eight, date yeah, the eight, yeah. <laughs> i noticed it like immediately i recognize her but i don't i think it's because i've seen that movie so many times sure that yeah. like i was just like that's her like the second she talked i was like that is her me and my dad send that meme to each other every april 25th yeah every single all you need, <laughs> all is, a you light need jacket. is a light jacket <laughs> yeah she wins at the end and then sandra bullock tries to rip the crown off and they think it's because she's mad that she oh, lost yeah, but it's because it's a bomb, bomb. <laughs> Why are you explaining? Oh, this is actually a Miss Congeniality <laughs> podcast. Yeah. Spoiler alert if you haven't seen Miss Congeniality. <laughs> yeah, sorry, guys. This is actually a podcast about Sandra Bullock. Where is she now? Why do you keep saying it like that? What is it? Bullock. Bullock. Sandra Bullock. 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 <laughs> How is it spelled? B U L L O C K. Bullock. Sounds like Bullock to me. Yeah. Uh, Sandra Bullock. That's Bullock. <laughs> Wait, are you kidding? No, she, uh, Kathleen is pronouncing it correctly. Uh, how is it Bullock. again? Sandra Bullock. Sandra Bullock. Bullock. <laughs> you just say it like. Cash your votes now. Who's saying it right? <laughs> <laughs> so I do have to ask you guys what is, one of the things that charmed me in this season, and I'm curious your vibes on it, Peyton is such a more likable person in this season. Like, in the first season, he's such a cutthroat, selfish yeah. politician, but seeing him actually care passionately about 
something other than himself was like it was a nice change of pace yeah uh, did you guys agree or did you feel like yeah, it no, took away I stuff? I could agree with that because I felt like when I watched first season, I loved Peyton, but I think I loved him because he was Ben Platt in real life. And like, I kept being like, fuck, I shouldn't love him because he's kind of a dick. Yeah. yeah. And then this season it was like, okay, no, I, I do so love him. So I haven't seen it in a while and I forgot that he didn't turn around to Alice in the hallway. Oh. And I, when she says that, so honestly, when she breaks up with him at the end, I was like, what yeah it wasn't felt out of place i said i understand that he was doing questionable things and i get that she didn't mind doing questionable things because she was with him and it was making her be that way and she wanted to be her own person so i'm glad at the end she did decide like i'm gonna do medical school but i still want to be with you but it felt a little off for her to just break up and then her and Astrid yeah, go side, do that especially when her and thing. Astrid have been enemies the entire show yeah and well then- I actually loved their every scene where they were in bed just the three of them and talking and Astrid just could care fucking less there's a scene I wrote it down on them Alice is talking about I maybe I didn't write it down <laughs> Alice is talking like uh Peyton told me you tried to kiss him and she's like honestly you were the last thing on my mind like in the nicest way possible <laughs> yeah. it's just so funny like everything is so everything is a business matter yeah even in their love lives it's we're sitting down and we're gonna have a meeting about it and we're gonna talk it through and we're gonna get to the bottom of this the whole like throuple thing with them kind of threw me off because nothing happened with it so like i mean they both got pregnant no no no. i mean like i thought that they did that initially was to come out saying that they had a throuple and then his component came out admitting that she component. had a <laughs> I don't know her Opponent. Name. Oh. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> component. You were... <laughs> no, I'm not making fun of you for I not thought... knowing the name. Oh, my God. I'm so <laughs> stupid. <laughs> I was like, what? You, oh, really you're just dumb. cake drunk. Yeah, I'm, I'm eating a lot Shook of cake head. right now. Yeah, his opponent, <laughs> she was in a throuple. So I thought that the whole reason they did that was to come out before she did about it. Like, unless I'm... I, no, I, I think that's true, right, Matt? What do you think? Yeah, they were... Tr- I but think it was supposed to be entrapment. But then they yeah, But so I think th- it's because Astrid... Like, I think Astrid's original assumption was that Peyton was the same way that he was however many years ago and i think as she became closer to him she realized that he really had changed and i think the most telling moment of that is in the voters episode in this season where you're following that one girl who like is all in Mm -hmm. on like what peyton's campaign is and she sees the insanity of like the way an election office is but she says to him, like, do you really believe in this? And he, he gives such a good, honest answer. He does. I was so glad. I thought yeah. he was going to fuck it up and yeah, she was going to go ape. Me yeah. too. But he was just like, do I believe that I should shower for two minutes in cold weather, in cold water every day? No, but it's important to, like, put it out there and let people see that you care. And I do want this to be a better place for our kid. Like, I was like, oh, shit, that's yeah. such a good I answer. Know. I definitely was thinking he was about to drop the ball and she was, yeah. like, going to go vote on the other side. So season one, episode five, was also the voter epi- episode, if you recall. And it's, like, the kid jacking off in his room and, like, yeah. he's just, like, an <laughs> uninspired, like, high schooler. I love that they did that. Was there any more parallels like that? I didn't notice. That was the big one, but I do like that like you said, the first season was about uninspired voters. Yeah. And this one was about two hyper-inspired mm-hmm. voters. I yeah. loved I loved that cold yeah. open with those two. I'm glad that it followed them through the episode. I think I thought they did that really well. I liked both of those actresses. It was both good. both seasons, the voter episode always throws me through a loop because I'm like, wait, who is this person? Have I not been paying enough attention? Yeah, right. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. Yeah, I thought the mom was going to play, like, a bigger part in that. Like, I know she ended up voting for Peyton. Like, I thought and then something crazy was going to happen. Yeah. yeah. Like, I thought, like, she... I didn't... I guess what I'm saying is I did not predict that she was going to end up voting for Peyton. I thought she was going to somehow get involved with, yeah. Yeah. with the, the whole thing. She, yeah. she was going to become the fourth person. They were, oh, my God. They are going to become a quad... Spicy Loop is, like, was one of my favorite scenes as well spicy lube and mcafee's just like i I don't want to talk about this i know (laughs) the fact that she hid in the closet (laughs) it's so good it's so she's really funny her delivery of all of her lines and when she's on the date with that i was gonna say the dating episode is so good oh it's It's so cringe yeah i didn't really i i like the idea that um mcafee james and sky were like 
such a tight knit group that they were sick of each other, but then when they were apart, they, they wanted, wanted to be to together. together. But I thought it thought it was a little random, but I love any friendship thing, so I'm in on it. But it was funny, but I thought it was a little bit. Do so you remember? I'm trying to remember now. What was the play that they all went to see? Something politically charged because the, the, the boyfriend, date, the date is literally like, well, if any, if you were going to see any play, it would be this one. <laughs> yeah, like, yeah. Right. Like, He's because like, they all think they're stalking each other. It's crazy. Yeah. Yeah. No, I don't. I don't Her yelling out the window. She's like, "I'm trying to have sex up here, please." Ew, I know. And they're having sex, and she's like texting. Like, I think he just ran out. <laughs> yeah. That would be insane. I. That was. I would die. Who could be that casual about that? I good for them. someone. So talking about the, we were talking about the voters, and you mentioned the tie, which leads to another insane episode of them trying to master the art of rock paper scissors and we get infinity's ex-boyfriend back in for an episode yeah that was amazing i rewound and watched the entire scene of them cutting back and forth to them trying to like practice i was like this is so funny it's It's so good so it's such a like i i'm gonna use the word whimsical it's a very whimsical watch but what i was gonna say is that episode also leads us into the concept that Infinity steals a voter's box, hoping to make sure that Peyton wins. And then you have that awesome reveal at the end of the episode, the end of the season, that like if she didn't steal the box, the rock, paper, scissors would have never happened. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Well, it still never fucking happened. Yeah, that's true. But, but yeah, that he made that much, like that he changed that many people's minds that he didn't need to cheat to win. Well, let us not forget that the way Infinity distracted the the members of the older community was dressing up as a mime. <laughs> and I, it's so funny. Like, again, the show is so insane that how could you expect it to be anything other than just stupid? And they're just making fun of the fact that this is a huge campaign and yet we're going to solve it by a flip of a coin or rock paper scissors i think it's genius i love it yeah me and kenny everything we do if we the other one doesn't like if we both don't want to do it we do rock paper wait question what does rochambeau stand for uh i was wondering that too because my friends used to always call it rochambeau and i never i I assumed it was like rock i'm searching it now to find out so the three words rochambeau are the syllables that people call out while playing rock, paper, scissors to synchronize their timing. According to certain legends, the term dates back to a French nobleman who fought against the British during the Revolutionary War and gets a shout-out in the hit musical Hamilton. His name served as a code word during the Battle of Yorktown, in which he commanded the French troops. So I guess it's just a military reference. Okay, so I wasn't supposed to know it. No, I don't think so. No, that's stupid. It's rock, paper, scissors. Yeah, it was so good. Back to the voter episode, I loved (laughs) McAfee. Saying you've never put together an out or an outdoor shower before, like a camping shower. She's like, <laughs> you seem like someone who would have done Outward Bound the summer of your freshman year, or would have. I have a small coven with my friends, and we spend weekends in the woods for the autumn equinox e- each year. Look, I just fucked that up. Cut that out. No, keep it. <laughs> but I like at the end of that 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 McAfee is like, um, I tend I tend to put people in a box without much due diligence, and I was like, don't we all? <laughs> Don't we all, sister? That is the new way to say, don't judge a book by its cover. <laughs> I'm like, I'm putting you in a box with no due, gil- due diligence. Are you good? Uh, I need another bite of cake. Of cake. Yeah, you're both cake drunk at this point. <laughs> it's so good. I literally was like so happy she kept talking because I just kept taking more bites. <laughs> yeah, we both like the lemon. And I, I thought this at the end of the first season, but I think it even more so at the end of this season, is that the show wraps up on a note where it's like, I absolutely want to see where it goes from here, but I'm also perfectly content if, like, this is the end of the line. Like, mm-hmm. it's such a satisfying ending for Peyton. Yeah. I yeah, was... he's, he seemed... I was surprised when they were... The two years later happened and they were all just content. I was like, huh? <laughs> that never happens. Yeah, we need more. I was laughing at you being like, yeah, we like the lemon. Did <laughs> I say it like that? <laughs> I don't know. Can we play that back and prove her wrong? <laughs> Julie's been spinning lies about me our entire lives. Let's just say that. Jade, I saw Jade yesterday from uh, the Pen15 podcast, Friend mm-hmm. of the Pod. Continue. And we were talking about how <laughs> she was lying about me the entire episode. Why? 
What? Why? Why were we talking about that? No, what did I say? You said that I was making comments about your eyebrows in seventh grade and I it's was true. not. No, it's I true. would never do that. You did no. it. Fess no. up. Rock, paper, no. scissors, shoot if I win. I'm okay, right. Done. Stay tuned. I mean, Ro- Rochambeau is about and to guess happen. guess what? I learned the fucking... Oh, shut the fuck up. Did you pay attention when they were doing it? I, I'm obsessed. What's... um? Well, so you got to do best out of three for that. Exactly. Method. So what's Infinity's boyfriend's name? Ricardo? I yep. believe so, yes. yes he Ricardo. When he's like... You wouldn't last a day in prison. <laughs> so, <laughs> I was like, this is so fucking funny. Because I liked his character. I mean, he's disgusting, but... Okay. <clears throat> here we go. I learned a lot. Good for you. All right, here we go. Rock, paper, scissors, shoot. <laughs> I beat her with the paper over rock. <laughs> no, yeah. Yes, yeah. Stop trying to argue with me. Okay. Rock, paper, scissors, shoot. I beat her with the scissors. <laughs> Paper. <laughs> Why did I do the same thing? I did. Well, I learned. Yeah, and she learned. And now this one's up to chance. Oh God! Look at him. <laughs> rock paper scissors shoot. Yes. I never said anything, bitch. I beat her with a rock on the scissors. Like, oh, I beat her with a rock you know on the scissors. So I was so cocky about it because I always beat Kenny. So I was like, oh, you're going down. But that's because Kenny hasn't been studying the method yeah. that I Kathleen studied We're not from the saying show. She's been studying the method. She watched one episode of The Politician. She watched and it twice. She watched it twice. I watched to it master. twice. <laughs> I, I like when um, what's. It's Dee Dee Standish is the one who's actually yeah. running, right? I like yeah. it. They're like, we're going to do, uh, we're going to flip a coin. She's like, flip a coin. I'm going to throw myself out the window. <laughs> <laughs> I actually loved her. I don't know who that actress is, but I was a big fan. Judith Light? Yeah, I don't know. Is she, yeah. Where's she from? She, I actually do not know, but I know that she's very famous. Yeah. yeah let me... And I think she's very pretty. Do you think that's a wig? It's got to be, right? I don't know. I was It's a gorgeous head when, of hair. Yeah, when I was just, I was looking at her and I was just like, she is a very pretty woman. Mm-hmm. You watch Scandal, right? No. I think his name is Joe Morton is her husband. Um, and he's Kerry Washington's dad in Scandal. He's insane. He, he was known for having like these awesome screaming monologues that would go viral because they were so intense. He was, mm. He's a really good actor. So when he doesn't really have much to do and they just kind of outed him for the college essay scandal and then they were like, okay. So she was on the big shows that she was like a leading role on was she was on One Life to Live from 1977 to 1983. There was Ugly Betty from 2006 to 2010. She did 55 episodes of that. Oh, that's a big one. She did Transparent, 32 yes, episodes of that. that's where I know her from, Transparent. Oh, I haven't seen any of these. Is Ugly Betty the one with America Ferreira? Mm-hmm. Yeah. I think she I've won an Emmy for that. A time, that a time was, or two. Well, yeah. That's a really popular show. I never. I watched maybe the first season with my parents. Wait, I have one more note before I can ditch my notes and just talk from the heart. Mm. I like when one of Alice's rules for the thruple is that she said, I want us to all watch Gilmore Girls together. <laughs> like, what? She's like, I need us to all rewatch Gilmore, Gilmore Girls together. And Astrid's like, I've never seen it, so I'm in. Nobody cares. Not even a laugh. She's Rules. for the for listeners. She's turned her back to us because she's so upset we didn't laugh at her quoting a quote from this episode. But I don't care because I'm eating all the cake. <laughs> yeah, Julie is almost done all the cake now. I saved I'm this obsessed. little slither. <laughs> I'm leaving. I'm leaving my favorite episode. This is my no. final episode. No, that's okay. Fucking <laughs> <laughs> bitch. I'm mm-hmm. just kidding. I would die without you. I'm gonna redo her, that. Back her. She yeah, has two rules. Too. One is that she wants them to watch Gilmore Girls together. <laughs> and the second is that she wants higher they had to all chip in for higher thread count cheese oh and God. I thought that was so funny, funny but yeah, I guess I should just part, walk my ass out this room well, and never come back is when Astrid says I never watched that before but I'm in I love that <laughs> yeah. that was great did you like that Oh, she oh turned it back God. again. Drama. Do you think that they watched all of the Gilmore Girls, or do you think they stopped around season six like your boy Matt did? <laughs> Wait, you're done? <laughs> no, I just have lost all drive to continue watching because season you don't six like it or kind of. You've heard whispers of. I've it heard bad. whispers, but I've also seen glimpses in the like five episodes that I've seen in season six. See, I'm like loyal to a fault where I don't care if it gets bad. I'm gonna keep watching it. There's very few shows that I've quit late in the game. The big driving force that's going to get me to finish is that I want to watch the four part day in the a year in the life of because I've heard such negative things about that that I need to know we we can binge that and do a my favorite episode (laughs) my least favorite episode of 
which is something Jade came up with yesterday. She said we should do my least favorite episode of podcast. <laughs> I actually like, love that idea. Yeah. I do want to mention all we did for season one was like Kathleen and I recommended people watch it on the end of the year recap. I do want to mention that Infinity story in that first season that's like totally inspired by an actual like mm-hmm. true crime case was awesome like i oh, loved yeah. watching that play out munchausen's by proxy is so scary i can't believe that happens in real life i mean both both ways munchausen's or munchausen's by proxy is but that specifically by proxy is almost always a child yeah. so it's even more devastating have you seen the doc mommy dead and dearest mm-hmm. oh my god it's insane <laughs> did you watch the hulu show that they bait I watched two episodes and then had to quit because I didn't feel like it. But that was nominated for a bunch of awards. Yeah. Joey King was a nominated. I was surprised. Yeah, I thought the politician did the storyline more fun. Since you brought that up, we said this before we hit record, but um, I definitely think that like Ben Platt, Bed Midler, and a few other people should at least get some type of Emmy nomination because they gave like 110% this mm-hmm. season. I mean, this whole show is just so extra. You need to. If you aren't, Bette Midler's number one fan just from being in Hocus Pocus. You're just doing your entire life wrong. Yeah, she's a star. She's oh god, thousand percent a star. Oh she was a definite necessary addition to this show. And I agree with some of the reviews that I don't really know where it was going. I mean, obviously, the plot is that there is an election and we got to see if we win or not, right? Yeah. And that's enough for me as yeah. a plot. I feel as far like that should be the goes, season. Every season should be that plot. Exactly. Called Literally the called the politician. Yeah. And that's what it's going to be. I will give that there wasn't much character development in the side characters at all. Yeah. Mm-mm. Peyton was more likable, but again, he ends up being like, fuck it, let's do the bad, th- let's bury the the votes, who cares? He yeah. ends up doing the bad thing anyway after Alice leaves him. I feel like that's a tough one, though, because no matter what you do, like, that's not like just a, I, he didn't ask to be in that situation. Yeah. And now he's in that situation where it's like, if we give this back we lose the election because we've committed a felony and we'll probably go to jail if we turn in our friend who did this she goes to jail and she's a huge part of why we have the support that we have Mm -hmm. but if we keep it we're gonna get caught anyway so i liked what alice said about why do you think infinity thought it was okay to do that it's because peyton created a space where people think it's okay to do these bad things with and just throw your morals out the window. I, I really liked that line. I hate his assistant, uh, the the short, bald-headed kid. The one that they fire James? on election day, James. Oh. James drives me up a wall every season. Yeah, I, I like him just because I like the dynamic between everyone. I like the bitchiness between everybody and mm-hmm. the fighting he's, so he's i so whiny I yeah yeah i'm a, he's my least favorite oh for sure out of, ever, out of the entire cast james i mean they kind of write him that way so yeah, i don't they mind make him they i don't make mind him, him yeah. to be like the annoying and i think like they live together first of all let's talk about how peyton is a second year grad student or regular undergrad In regular undergrad yeah. and he's running for new york like it's just out of control yeah that's not Okay, but anyway, so if you recall at the end of season one, Peyton is just getting drunk every single night, and Sky and Infinity go see him uh, perform out of the club, oh. and they bring him home drunk, and he's puking, and James is there, and is like, it's okay, he comes home like this every single night, we're used to it, but like takes care of him, so I don't know, I think, I don't know, in my head, I'm like, he's a good friend. I didn't realize this until you mentioned how the critics called it out for not having a lot of character development a lot of the character development happens in those between stuff like Peyton's character development happens during a two-year gap that we never see Mm -hmm. like that's weird (laughs) I like it but it's weird I was very happy that we got two Ben Platt singing moments in this season back to back yeah like because I was watching in the beginning like maybe the first two episodes and I was like man I really really hope that Ben Platt just sings just once. Mm-hmm. And then we got like the double back to back, the yeah. back to back song in the same piano bar mm-hmm. area where in season one he sang Vienna by Ugh, Billy so Joel. Bad. And it's so It's my good. favorite version like, of that song. Yeah, I was <laughs> just going to say, like, I feel bad for Billy Joel because I have Ben Platt's version on my phone and not Billy Joel's. <laughs> <laughs> I love that. I think Billy Joel's living. Yeah. I think he's fine. But oh my, he's just so talented i i I can just listen to him sing he does one of his originals 
in there as well. One of the two songs he sings is like a Ben Platt original off mm-hmm. his new album, which like I need to buy his new album. Yeah, yeah. But I I really like that scene too because I think the last like two episodes, the voters episode and the episode after that episode are a bunch of people realizing that he's the real deal. Mm-hmm. And I love that bar scene because that's the moment that the woman that's been running against him this whole DD yeah. realizes like, oh, he's I'm, got a plan. He's yeah, okay. Yeah. I'm not just going to give this to some young punk who doesn't know what he's doing. He is he is on top of his stuff. He's yep. nice. He's like, like, I actually think that was my favorite scene in the entire in the entire season. season two. Yeah. Yeah. Because you do you get that like she comes to the realization that it's probably her time to like almost like move on basically yeah. and she feels she secure with her decision yep and they even just like connect on a level at the table when he sits down and talks to them before he even sings it's just like i don't know i, I felt it i, I love a good it. scene where two opponents components components um <laughs> component one and component tell two. each other like you fought a good fight you're a good you're a worthy opponent yeah and they can suck up their pride and say hey put up a good fight see what happens and I, I don't know like why it's such a small detail, but like one of the moments that just kind of made me smile and it wasn't a joke or anything, but it was just him sitting at the table and the one guy just tapping him on the shoulder and being like, hey, they're really demanding that you go up there and sing another song. And I was just like, yeah. <laughs> like I would love mm-hmm. yeah. to be in any scenario where something that I love doing, someone's like, hey, they want more of you mm-hmm. to go up there and do that thing. Yeah, like yeah. You, should, you should be on Broadway, not running for <laughs> politics, like wink, wink, wink. Gotta do a thing. Just starts playing, waving it out the window. I know. Belts out. You'll be found. (laughs) I listened to "You Will Be Found" like seven times this week for some reason. (laughs) The found tonight. Yeah, the the one with Lynn. With Lynn Manuel. Oh my god, it's so good. I found James Corden had the entire cast of Dear Evan Hansen do the Zoom performance. Oof. Oh my heart. Mm -hmm. But all in all, good season. Yeah. I loved it. I liked it too. It's so easy and fun. Uh, there's nothing not to like. With Ben as the leading man, sold. And uh, it was the opposite of Dead to Me. Like, where Dead to Me, it was like fun, but I was stressed the whole time. Yeah, I was yeah, just yeah. like, this was just like eating cake. Yeah. Yep. Exactly. That's the theme of the day. <laughs> yes. Oh, yes. We should have took a before and after pick. <laughs> I know. Because I crushed, I started crushing the chocolate one just because I, I was it. enjoying the icing so much. The one thing that I wanted to say, and I probably should have said this earlier because we kind of just like wrapped it up, but now I'm here. So Peyton has played me twice with like him and um, McAfee. Yeah. With their like feud. And then you think that, that was she, good. That was a good twist. Yes. I was like, fuck, they played me again. Mm-hmm. Like, they, and I, didn't they do something like that in season one? Or was that him and um, I think they actually him and McAfee actually got in a big fight. Oh, it was real. One. Okay. Like a real. I should have watched season yeah, one again. So many episodes of up. this season felt like the ending of like the usual suspects. Like it was like, you're like, oh no, where's this going to go? Like yeah. they're falling apart. And then like they sit down at a bar and like slowly pass a note to each other. And you're like, oh shit. Uh-huh. Like, oh, I was so he was happy. Kaiser Soze the whole time. It's literally espionage. <laughs> I'm obsessed. Yeah. I he wish was like, they that bought my it. life was that interesting. Yep. I it actually made me want to live in New York City so bad. I told you how much like I love New York, um, but I probably we never should do an episode of there. I Love New York, <laughs> like Flavor Flaves. Like Flavor no. Flaves. I was like, are you making fun of me? No, no. no. I love her. I have to finish Flavor of Love seasons two and three before I can dive Is into New York I love on me. season one or two. She was on both. Okay, she came mid season two though. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> I loved like the whole pea coat and like scarf look and the city. I was just oh, we're back to that. Okay, <laughs> yeah. I just pretended you guys didn't say anything. Well, the, the outfits of everybody are amazing. Astrid, well, I I think she's wearing a gi- gigantic. She it, wears the craziest. Shit. I don't even know, but yeah. she what she's wearing in the beginning. First of all, we never even talked about this. Astrid playing for both sides. Like first of all, Ben Midler running after people in the very beginning of the se- of the season is so funny. Like she's just trailing Astrid and like, oh, yeah. and, like hiding behind things and bu- and faking like she's buying things at corner shops and mm-hmm. stuff. It's so funny. But Astrid was like playing on Bet's team and then pretending like she was on Pete. And yeah. I don't think anything came to fruition. No, no, it kind of was just like I you know what? I actually thought the same thing. Like I Every time something would happen 
where it would look like she was going against them, she wouldn't do anything about it. Like, yeah. she wouldn't, like, pers- I, I, unless they were just trying to show us that, like, she still has her evil side, but she also, like, loves, like, she loves them, so she doesn't want to, like, yeah. betray them I kind of thing. they were, they compare it to, like, her daddy issues. Yeah. And so that's what they're trying to show. They're trying to show her personality and how she doesn't know what she wants. But, I mean, like, I love her, so I was like, okay, yeah. I don't care. I really don't care where the season goes, yeah. and I think that's... The best way to go into a show and enjoy a show when you don't fucking care. And then they just put out something good and I like it and that's fine. Whatever they give me, I like. Going back to like how you're saying how she was like following her the first episode, she's following her in the grocery store. And then the last episode, she's jogging. Yeah, I know. (laughs) I love that. Payne just kind of looks at her like, what are you doing? Yeah, he's like, what are you doing? She's like, I'm going for my morning jog. And then he like starts to run ahead of her and she's like, okay, wait, stop. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, it's good. Uh, The whole, I thought it was very well put together it did the job that i was expecting it to do it's really fast paced yeah i got matt asked if we could binge it in a week and i said no and i binged it in like a day and a half yeah. not maybe just a day not even a day and a half i watched I, it on a sunday yeah yeah end I, of sentence yeah, <laughs> like, yeah period <laughs> yeah i started it at like 9 30 on a random night and then i finished it the following day yeah um because it's weird i don't know if certain things got cut out possibly because of the way the episodes were Mm -hmm. so like i thought it was odd that like one episode was like 40 minutes and then the other episode was 20 minutes like sometimes when that does happen like they cut stuff out it's funny you say that because the reviews i were i was reading were saying that they just hacked up the it seems like they just cut them down to make it seem like a cohesive show yeah like exactly what you're saying basically but they were saying the reason they did it is to try and make it more just like okay go 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 so you don't even have time to say what the fuck is this about yeah i mean people really overthink stuff i I was just thinking like not us god forbid something was said that they couldn't you know what i mean like something that netflix was like no you can't put that on like we just don't know what yeah what happens before stuff comes out but i'm looking now and like season one the pilot was an hour and two minutes but the voters episode was 25 minutes but the finale is an hour two in season one yeah that is true yeah but but like it's maybe not it's just the way they break it out they're not yeah. breaking it out correctly <laughs> maybe yeah it's it's interesting yeah. i mean i think the the voters episodes are always going to be short because i think they're like how far can you really go with it yeah how far can you follow two characters that have not been on the show whatsoever up yeah. until this point right before the final episode <laughs> yes yep you heard it here first we folks it. we loved it if you didn't watch it but you still listened <laughs> Hope you honestly we it. were all over the place so you probably could watch it and be like okay cool they didn't teach me anything we're just <laughs> as someone who listens to your podcast without watching the show i can concrete say that they have no clue what happened in the show <laughs> and that one we actually follow through <laughs> like line by line on my other podcast. we were walking in to record and we were both like here we go. Yeah. Because <laughs> we promised after the uh, Dead to Me episode that we were going to be better with recaps. And then we, we met up at the front door and was like, are you going to recap this one? Yeah. Is that what Rock, you just paper, tossed it to me shoot. randomly? Yeah. I was like, Matt, why don't you? He's the yeah. most articulate of us. Three. I just want true. everyone to know that recaps are not as easy as you think they Yeah. Are. Because especially now that you said you watched Sweet Magnolias I kind of want to do an episode of it Ooh, I just I'm watching it that this week so but I I'm gonna have to rewatch it because I watched it so fast and just gobbled it because of how sweet and it's exactly what I needed in the moment oh I love that I know it brought me much joy but I don't I couldn't recap it to you I'd just be like oh it's so fucking cute and this person and that person and like I don't know. Yeah, so I if mean, we do do an episode, we could, have to rewatch. So you were mentioning how sweet that show is, mm-hmm. and you know what else is sweet? When we get reviews, I was gonna say we have a good review. We've got a really good review from, from Cupcake Girl. Close Corn Muffin. <laughs> corn, muffin <laughs> corn Muffin Nineteen. She's gonna delete her her thing now. Name no, you gotta call her cup, You gotta call her Cupcake Girl. Named named the review. You like musicals with a question mark? She said, or we're just assuming gender here. Uh, love this podcast. You guys are great and so entertaining. Can you please do Crazy Ex-Girlfriend Binge? It's quirky and a girl power like Jane the Virgin. And it's a musical. Like three or four original songs per episode sung by amazing actors with Broadway resumes. It's amazing. Clap. So we're definitely doing that. Crazy Ex-Girlfriend has been on my list for a while, especially after Jane, me and my mom were thinking about starting a new show. We jumped into Zoe's, and then next we're going to do Younger. But I think 
Crazy Ex Girlfriend is, so is me and Julie will binge it, but she's yeah. still got to finish Jane. I am at the end of season three of Jane, so I don't have that much left. Okay. And I'm excited um, to, I would want to watch that too, because the guy who wrote all the songs uh, from Fountains of Wayne, Wayne like yeah, just, died just died from coronavirus uh, mm. like a month or two ago. Yeah. And that was, that was like a huge, because he wrote the song, That Thing You Do. He wrote the songs for Josie and the Pussycats. He mm. wrote like the songs, ton of TV and movie musicals. He was like the go-to guy to write all those songs. Mm-hmm. So like that's supposedly his like defining moment was like showing up to do all these songs for this tv show yeah so yeah i i'm excited for this i love a good musical i love listening to people sing we obviously love singing we just wish we were better but thank you corn muffin yes you have no idea how much your review meant to us seriously we were actually like gushing over it yeah we're not kidding yeah (laughs) so it meant a lot thank you for listening and being a fan. Oh, this is insane. We can't believe we have a fan. I know. <laughs> when you just don't want to wrap it up. When you just don't want to fucking wrap it up. I'm trying to think. We really, I just. Today was sponsored singing. by cake. <laughs> lemon and chocolate. Lemon we and chocolate liked cake. the lemon. We really We liked the, the lemon. lemon cake. Thank you everyone for listening. Corn Muffin, thank you so much for your review. I'm not even joking when I say how much it means to us. Thank you to everyone who listens every week. We love you guys so much. Tune in next week for another episode of My Favorite Episode of. Bye. Cheers to the ones that we got. This has been My Favorite Episode of. My Favorite Episode of is produced by Matt Kelly as part of the Geekscape Network and hosted by Julie and Kathleen. Check out our show notes for all of our socials and email us at myfavoriteepisodepodcast at gmail.com. Rate, review, and subscribe to us on your favorite podcasting apps, and we'll be back next week with another episode of My Favorite Episode of. listening to the Geekscape Network. You're listening to the Geekscape Network.